the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Right Makes Might. The intersection of our faith and the world is a battlefield. Strewn with debris of a fallen world, it challenges even the hardest souls. And yet, this intersection is the context of our faith. As courageous Christian warriors, we must navigate this difficult terrain in our personal walk and as we seek to bring Christ to those who are lost and struggling. And step into As a colonel in the Marine Corps Reserves with numerous combat deployments, Richard Mendelo has walked dangerous ground in peacetime and in war. Join us for the next 30 minutes as he and his guests shed light on this critical intersection on spiritual combat and on the rules of engagement for courageous Christianity. And here's your host, Richard Mendelo. Friends, good morning. Welcome. So thankful to be back with you to talk about courageous Christianity at the intersection of our faith in this troubled world. I'm also grateful to be joined again this morning by my fearless wingman, Christy Stratton. Good morning, Richard, and everyone. Happy Saturday. Happy Saturday, indeed. In the first few episodes, we talked about courageous Christianity, good versus evil, and Christian love, and we recapped them for you last week. These subjects are the foundation for all that we're going to discuss And I'm excited today because we're actually going to get into some unique territory. Today we march ahead with Military Insights, which will provide more context about the spiritual battlefield. As you know, I believe that as Christians, we are at war, and because we don't fully understand the nature of the conflict, we cannot fully exploit the amazing opportunity we have to reshape the world around us. Further, because we don't fully understand, I think sometimes we're unnecessarily afraid and sometimes ineffective. Folks, this conversation will take us into some dangerous ground as we look at some controversial topics, so hang on. You won't want to miss this. Before we dig in today, I need to share with you that as a colonel still serving in the Marine Corps Reserves, I have to preface my comments by saying that these are my personal views and they do not necessarily represent the Department of Defense or the Department of the Navy. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we will fear no evil, for you are with us. Your rod and your staff, they comfort us. Be with us, Lord, as we seek to better understand this valley and the good that we can do in Jesus' name, to shine a bright light and a courageous light on those in darkness. May all we say and do bring glory unto you, O Lord, and may we speak your truth in love in all things. And Father, we ask that you take special care with first responders, healthcare workers, and those on the front lines of the coronavirus battle around the world. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We pray in Jesus' courageous name. Amen. Amen. 
Christy, we've talked about courageous Christianity, good versus evil, and love. And today we advance with some specifics about the spiritual battle which spans the Bible. Specifically, we'll talk about insurgency, otherwise known as an attempt to overthrow an existing regime using violence and subterfuge. I'm wondering what comes to mind when I mention this word, insurgency. So given that I'm a civilian, (laughs) (laughs) uh, it takes my mind to a new way of thinking. Um, And, you know, I really haven't thought about it in these terms, so kind of an excitement of learning. I do believe that our faith is simple. It's Mm -hmm. as simple as Mm -hmm. three words. You are loved. Mm. Yeah. No father says to a child, I'll only love you if you make your bed. And neither does our father say that to us. Right. I flew a trip with a friend who was Catholic, and we were discussing faith the whole way across the Pacific Ocean. And every time I asked him a question, he began his response by saying, it's complicated. Eventually, after a couple hours of that, I said to him, you know what? It's not complicated. Mm -mm. We're loved. Now, the context of that love and the circumstances in which we find ourselves Those might be complicated, but the foundation of all of this, folks, and I just want to stress, is that we are loved. So the insurgency, this attempt to overthrow this established regime, is part of the devil's rebellion against God. Do you remember when we talked on your show about the four levels of war? I I do. The Divorce Coaching Hour also (laughs) on KKHT. I do, um, but I don't think I fully took it in, you know, at that time. So I would love to unpack that a bit. It's a lot. Yeah. But basically, the highest level of war is the political level. What you're trying to achieve. Politics is about the distribution of power. We're trying to redistribute power. That's the purpose of war. Famous military uh, theorist Clausewitz said war is a a continuation of politics by a mixture of other means. So the highest level is politics. The highest level in the spiritual war is good versus evil. Mm. The next level down is the strategic level. What you do in order to affect the change in the system that you're trying to affect. So... The devil's strategy is insurgency. He is using all of the tactics of insurgency in the battle between good versus evil. At the lowest level is the tactical level. That's what you do on a daily basis. It's inches and yards. It's hours and days. Connecting the tactical level to the strategic level is the operational level. So here's how it looks. In his attempt to overthrow God, which is his strategy, the devil has several operational lines. He targets families. He targets the truth. He targets marriage. He targets the individual in his faith. Those are all operational lines. His tactics are beneath that. And since we live at the tactical level, that's what we're going to primarily focus on. I know it's hard. I know it's confusing. But 
the devil's tactics are similar to insurgents around the world. He provokes us, he intimidates us, he tries to confuse us, and he tries to exhaust us. How's that? Yeah, I'm getting it. Um, And I think the thing that comes to my mind is we live in such a myopic world. We live in moment to moment, and uh, we're not looking at the bigger picture. And, And so I'm seeing that when we begin to look at it as a bigger picture, that there's this insurgency as a mix of strategic and tactical to overthrow good and evil or good, then I kind of begin to get what insurgency means, which going back to what you said earlier, an attempt to overthrow an existing regime. regime. So I think I'm getting it. So what's a, <laughs> no, you're getting it. Uh, an example in your life. So devil's tactics. Um, well, the thing that uh, devil's tactics, I know I've said this before, but it comes back to one of the things I do is teach a class around the state. And I know I've said this before, even on the show, is I'm a Christian, and because of the confines of teaching a public class, there is fear around actually stating the fact that very clearly, as we talked about simple, I am a Christian. And so that fear in there, and that's the devil's tactics to tell me that I, yeah, that I can't say this because then, oh, I'm going to be shunned or, oh, I'm going to lose my, my, my role as an instructor. That's exactly right. So that's intimidation. Isn't it ironic that the world can say whatever it wants? (laughs) People can talk about whatever they want in the workplace from drinking to what they did the night before, et cetera, but mention the word God. Right. And everybody hits the roof. If that doesn't confirm the presence of the devil in every Mm -hmm. area of our lives, I don't know what does. It's dark. It's sad. It's, it's. It absolutely is sad because at the same time people are struggling. Right. So that's an example of the, of the tactical. Uh, I had an example, uh, another example that came to me and it just as quickly left. Well, that's, it'll all, my mom always said if, you know, something important, important. it'll always come back. Yeah. (laughs) But our parents said a lot of stupid things. For example, <laughs> my father used to say, oh, for crying in a bucket. What exactly does that well, mean? Well, I'm just envisioning getting in a bucket and crying. <laughs> yeah. The horrible part of that is I actually once said it to my kids. Oh. <laughs> so I didn't know what it means when my father said it, and then I repeated it. Well, I think that was good advice, though, my mom. If it's important, it'll come back to you, because it always it, does. It will. I think at the edge of the discussion is one of Satan's primary tactics. And that is obfuscation, which is just an awesome word that I totally love. Purposefully muddying things up, purposefully making things confusing. In Genesis chapter 3, verse 2, he didn't walk up to Eve and say, God lied. Uh, You can eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. He came at it as a serpent, tangentially from this little angle where he says, did God really say Mm. not to eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil? It goes back to the subject we discussed uh, last week, cognitive warfare. Mm -hmm. This battle over the truth is critical to the devil's efforts to try and reshape what's normal. Mm -hmm. And I think Because of it, because of his attack on the Bible 
and then the Constitution indirectly, because the Bible is the underpinning of the Constitution. And then on popular culture, people are completely confused about everything, and they're afraid to speak because of the intimidation that you mentioned. Right. So the devil relies heavily on cognitive warfare, and that begs the question, how do Christians defend against that? Yeah, that I want to know. <laughs> what are, how do we? Well, there's this book, <laughs> and in this book, handed down for yeah, thousands of yeah. years, these cherished stories, sometimes hidden in basements, hidden away from attacks, families, giving away everything except for this book. Right. And in that book is the guidance from a loving father. I'm not talking about religion. I'm not talking about anything except the guidance from a loving father who says, I love you, do these things, and things will work out better. Yeah. And then he tells us stories because it's hard to explain some things. For example, if you're trying to tell your kid why you don't steal, how do, how do you do that? Right. Kind of a hard concept. So you tell him a story and you say, hey, if you worked really hard and you saved up for a bicycle and somebody stole your bicycle, you would be very sad, wouldn't you? Right. Well, that's why you don't steal. And in the same way, God has passed down these often very complex understandings. And our defense against the devil's obfuscation, honestly, how many times <laughs> I can say that, I'm still trying is to spell attempts it. <laughs> to muddy things. I mean, look, fake news. What is that? Yeah. This, this cognitive warfare that leaves us confused and intimidated such that even if you know what's right, you're afraid to say it. Yeah. The Bible. That best defense is the Bible. And it speaks for itself. All you got to do is read it. The Holy Spirit will speak to you as you read it. And then speak it. And if somebody doesn't like it, well, that's on them. That's a choice that they make. This whole business of I'm offended... Well, that's a choice you're making. Right. It doesn't constrain me. As I said before, your right to be you doesn't supersede my right to be me. And that can get us really far into the weeds with, with that, um, the offense and things like that. But what I'm hearing there is something that I say often is a confused mind says no. So since I can't um, necessarily, I'm, I'm going to try to say it now, obfuscation. Nicely done. <laughs> well done. Look at that. Right. Uh, would you just look at it? <laughs> would you just look at it? That so the devil is confusing us. And so I'm just putting two and two together. The devil is confusing us by little things that we may not know, the media, video games, books, idolizing celebrities, whatever that may be enough to put doubts. And so then we're confused. So we don't say, and we don't, but we've got the truth right there in the Bible. And um, we need to make that choice to go to it, make that time. And that's, that's our biggest tactic, I guess. Is that right? To combat this. Absolutely. Uh, go to a mall, go to a school, go to a restaurant, and you see people glued to their phones. Uh, you see families sitting at the dinner table on and everybody's box. on a phone. That's one of the devil's tactics. Yeah. So he's presenting to each of those people glued to their phone an isolation, a disconnection, a dividedness, mm-hmm. which precludes us from talking about our understandings 
intimidates us about talking about our understandings while feeding us a new understanding. Right. And we digest it as though it's the only meal we'll ever... As it's the truth. Right. It's very painful. It is. So do you think the U.S. is unique with all of these uh, stressors, with these attacks? I can't can't imagine that it is, but... I believe it is. Yeah? I do. I believe as blessed as the United States of America is, as miraculous as this country's very existence is from its creation to the founding fathers who these great minds just came together in the same time and place to World War II and all of these attacks, I believe the U.S. is uniquely blessed. Natural resources, amazing people, and we're looked on by a loving God and that begs the question why, and in my mind, it's because we protect Israel. God's chosen people, fragile, located in a fragile way in the Middle East, enemies all around, professed enemies, and I believe the U.S. is specially blessed, which means if the devil wants to target Israel, he has to first target the U.S. Mm. Makes sense. Reasonable? Yeah, absolutely. So, to kind of sort of uh, recap, devil's political aim is good versus evil. He wants evil to win. His strategy is insurgency to overthrow God. He targets us everywhere from our finances to the workplace to the truth to family to marriage dividing us and isolating us. And his tactics are intimidation and provocation and so forth. It's a lot, but it's important to understand because then you can see it as you go about your day. And as we say that the truth is the ultimate defense, that brings us to the moment of truth. And... We try each week to take a verse from the Bible and use it to inform our discussion to show that God's Word is the well from which we draw life-giving water. And today's moment of truth comes from Second Peter chapter 1, verses 5 through 8. In talking about faith, Peter says, For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness, and to goodness, knowledge, and to knowledge, self-control and to self-control, perseverance, and to perseverance, godliness, and to godliness, mutual affection, and to mutual affection, love. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's a lot, but it's important, because one of the things that stops Christians from stepping forward is the feeling that they're not perfect enough, they're not good enough, they don't deserve to be a spokesman. But what this says is that none of us is perfect, and there are few perfect choices on the battlefield. But if we possess these qualities in increasing measure, just do better today than you did yesterday. Be honest if the devil gets the best of you, ask Jesus for help, and do better tomorrow. If you possess these qualities in increasing measure then you will not be ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. 
What is not an option is that we do nothing. We cannot wait to be perfect, and we cannot wait for a perfect situation. Ask Jesus for help. Do the best you can where you are with what you have. This has been a moment of truth in a world of lies. Christy, your feelings. We have an opportunity, and it's very clear. And the more that we step into the Word, and I, I'm speaking from every day that I'm that I'm even practicing this, or practicing, it doesn't seem like a, a good enough word for it, but really choosing, taking these steps to spend more time in the Word. And um, it it's amazing that just that one thing can strengthen you and set your heart on fire to be more courageous. So it exactly is what I, I believe. I think I'm experiencing everything that you're talking about on the show. Amen. God is good. Yes. Friends, working toward uh, time to say goodbye. And we've talked about a lot very quickly. We said, first and foremost, you were loved. And in that love, you have an opportunity. I came home from a trip once and was told that my son had been behaving badly. I went into his room and I said, buddy, do you love me? He said, yes. I said, why don't you do what I ask you to do? I think God could very well say the same to us if he said, do you love me? And we would say, yes, Father, we do. And he would say, well, then do what I ask you to do. One of my favorite verses from the Bible, Micah chapter 6, verse 8 says, And what does the Lord require of you? To act justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. So it's that simple, but the battlefield on which we exist is not. Today we've talked about a unique form of warfare called insurgency, and it is the devil's strategy to overthrow God. In his book, The Accidental Guerrilla, David Kilcullen talks about the insurgent tactics of al-Qaeda in Afghanistan. He says they use provocation, intimidation, protraction, and exhaustion. They provoke hoping for an overreaction. They intimidate those who seek another way. They attempt to protract the conflict to wear down the will to oppose them. And they work to exhaust their enemies' resources and resolve. Does this not sound like the world in which we live as Christians? Do we not suffer from constant provocation, intimidation, unrelenting conflict in the world, and the strain that produces on our marriages, families, social culture, and work environment? Although it is exhausting and disheartening at times, we must remember that constant pressure from every angle turns carbon into a diamond. In the same way, I firmly believe the devil's unrelenting campaign against God will strengthen us in our faith while better preparing us for the battlefield on which we walk as Christians. Scripture says, if you want peace, be peaceful. It also says that you cannot obtain something holy in an unholy way. This must govern every thought, action, and word. Jesus showed us how to fight insurgency. He showed us how to oppose evil in every choice, how to be kind when provoked, and how to speak truth in the face of lies and intimidation. It is this simple. Value what God values. Focus your gaze on heaven and renew your faith each day in prayer and thanksgiving. Spend time with God's word as written in the Bible. Don't allow the world to put you to a decision about your faith. One day at a time, one choice at a time, one loving truth at a time, one kindness at a time, in the way you carry yourself and the way you speak, 
put the world to a decision about their lack of faith. And join us next week as we talk about the antidote to insurgency, which simply is counterinsurgency. There are no higher stakes for you or your family. You know, I always like to leave you with a quote. Today's quote is for those who think we cannot overcome the tide of evil, which permeates every area of our lives. It is from Mahatma Gandhi, who said, be the change you want to see in the world. Remember that Mahatma Gandhi defeated the entire British Empire without raising a finger. Christy, any last quick words? You know, just, I think it's just about daily action. You said the word choice. 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 Thank Read you. the Bible. One word, choice. If you'd like to know more about spiritual warfare from the military perspective, please read my book, Right Makes Might, 40 Days to Courageous Christianity. It is available on Kindle, at Amazon, and in paperback at rightmakesmight.com. Should you want to reach me, I can be contacted at rich at courageouschristianity.com. Friends, thanks for joining Christy and me today. We know your time is valuable, and we are grateful. I'm Richard Mendelo, and you've been listening to Courageous Christianity. God bless and semper fi.